Hi there, Glocal Citizens. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast that inspires a borderless mindset around manifesting a new world. I'm your host, Florence Adu, and this is part two of my conversation with Will Niava. Will is an award-winning Ivorian Ghanaian film director, and he's based but not bound to Montreal, Canada. He's directed a number of projects around the world, including four episodes of MTV Sugar, a fiction series in the Ivory Coast, as well as Violence of the Lambs, a music video released on Nowness, from which he developed and debuted his first short film, Zoo, in 2020. The film was selected at over 60 international film festivals, of which 15 are Oscar qualifying, and it has racked up over 10 awards. He is currently in post-production for his second short film, Element, while preparing for his first feature film, Experience, which he is co-writing alongside Oscar-nominated director Jeremy Comte. In case you missed last week's episode, we're picking up the conversation right at the point where Will is telling us about how he came to make the film Zoo. So what has you back in in Accra now, this time? Is it work or play or...? So... I'm here because my family's out here. You know, mm-hmm. I have two new babies, <laughs> my sisters, oh, my. my sisters' children. So I'm on uncle duty. Uh, okay. I, I just, it's just beautiful to be around. Yeah, you wanna see? <laughs> Here's one of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> are they twins so she had twins no just um one came last year this one's from this okay year. got fresh, it got just it a month ago but mainly uh-huh. i'm at a point where i need to make see i made my first short film in in uh canada i don't know if you've seen it mm-hmm. um, i have i have yeah so it's okay so tell us tell us about zoo the acclaimed film that was your first short film. Tell us about it. How did you How did you transition from making a, a music video into this film? So I'm first gonna finish your your last question. So I'm here for family, okay. and mm-hmm. I'm also here mainly to get to do some research for my next film, for my okay. next film, which is gonna be my feature film. Um, oh. I want it to be here. I want to do it out here, where you know, like where I was born, where I was raised, you know. It's a personal film, but like not really at the same time. It's about what's happening right here. Okay. And so, yeah, I, w- I won't get into that right now. Um, yeah, it's in research mode, so we'll we'll wait. Yes yes, 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 yes. But Zoo, four years ago, um, I met up with this director called Jeremy Combs, who mm-hmm. became one of my best friends. You know, um, he is a film director in in Montreal, Canada. He's from Canada. He was looking for a Ghanaian filmmaker in Montreal. And I only know one other guy who's Ghanaian <laughs> filmmaker. And so like he was bound to fall on one of us. And you know, someone referred him to me and we met up and he was looking to make a film in Ghana, um, half in Ghana, half in Montreal. And he just wanted to talk about his idea. But like we talked and talked and talked and like just became friends and he came to Ghana we did some research together and then started writing the whole film together um and that was my first writing experience like to write an actual film 
you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great to go through that with him. And I needed that experience that, you know, like, you know, from A to Z, how to how to build a story. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, during this time that we were writing, he had also written a short film and he was about to make it. And I went on set with him, like he made the film. It was such a great film. It just became, it's a short film, you know, just became like the talk of the the festivals, you know, at every festival he would go to, there was a win, he won at Sundance, he won at here, he won at there, you know, and like- What was the film? It's called Fove. It's about two- Fove. Yeah, Fove, F-A-U-V-E. Yeah. About two young boys in nature, like, you know, like uh, they get in a, in kind of sort of a competition that leads all the way to like one of them's like detriment. <laughs> and so yeah. um, well, it's very deep, but like just like, just so you don't expect it, you know? And, and I was super inspired by just like being around him. You know, his festival run was happening while we're in Ghana doing our research and everything. Yeah. It came to this point where we're so deep in Tamale, like far up in the north, just like researching, researching. We got some really good information. One night at 11 p.m. and we're going back on a bike and we get into like a big motorbike accident. Like it was- I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we almost died and like- it was Yeah, crazy. that was that trip, yeah. That was that trip, okay. yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And, and you know, we came out alive, we came out well and we came out with more stories. So we came out with more mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. We came out with mm-hmm. like, you know, and coming out of that, I, I lived so much in that experience that, you know, like something good had to happen, something else had to happen, something new. And that thing was that Jeremy's film went all the way to the Academy Awards, you know? Wow. Yeah, which is crazy. Okay. He was nominated for an Oscar, you know, and like, we're all there hoping like, like just like amazed just to be there. We're like, oh, I hope he's gonna win, you know? But like, that was already the win, you know? Like just being- Yeah, like, just to um, get there, yeah. And that gave us like a lot more traction. And we went to LA and visited like uh, a, a lot of production houses, met with all these, you know, big people who want to work on the film that we're working on. And, you know, me seeing all this, I was just like burning to make my own film. You know, I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm like, the next opportunity I get to make a film, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to hop in. I'm ready. You know, and it was mm-hmm. burning inside me. And, someone referred me to this band called Solitary Dancer. They're, they're an electronic music band and they wanted to make a music video. They wanted to make a music video related to the subject of like police violence, you know, or police brutality, something like that. Because Anthony, the guy, one of the musicians in the band had had Experiences with the cops, and he felt like he really needed to, like, you know, kind of represent something in in one of his music videos. And so we met at a bar and we talked about his experiences. And I had a lot of experiences with cops, specifically in Ghana. And I've been coached, you know, yeah, you know, gotten arrested, gone to 
She, you know, like a lot of experiences with the cops and it wasn't fun. It really wasn't fun. And I've always just like, I have this spidey sense now whenever there's a cop in the room, whether he's like in uniform or not, I know. Or whenever like cops are about to pass by, I know, like, you know, like, it's weird. I get, you know, and whenever I see a cop, I just like, I get mad, you know, like it's weird. I have like a weird PTSD now. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it is. PTSD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something that Trauma. I need to get over. I re- really have been traumatized. And like the experiences that I had, like, like first year of college was not fun. Like thought I was really going to end up in jail for the rest of my life just for, for this specific, for, right. for weed, you know, like, so I felt like I needed to, to denounce it some way, somehow in my work, you know, um, so this was burning inside me before they even approached me. And so I could relate it to it so well that I was like, yo, you know what? This is not going to be a music video, guys. This has to be more than just a music video. Let's mm-hmm. let's make a film. Let's make a mm-hmm. film. This is too deep for us to like, just treat it like, I don't want it to be like something that's just going to come by and go, you know, like every other music video. I want this to be timeless and to stay and stand the test of time um, and and really represent what we don't usually see, you know, especially in Montreal. And like Canadians are very afraid to talk, just speak out, you know, like it's, it's a different culture than America. Canadians are super nice and like they just don't speak out. And nowadays they want to, nowadays they have with everything that happened since George Floyd, everyone is like, you know, there's, there's an uprise, but this had to happen before I had to set the mark before so that like mm-hmm. we really like stamp ourselves into like, yo, we have been here out here talking about this. Yeah. And so I wrote a script in like three days. It took me like no time to write mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. So I wrote 20 pages and I was like, guys, this, I have a movie. Let's, let's make it. And they're like, okay, that's great. We only have money for this music video, which is five thousand. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is probably like four thousand. That's always the challenge: the money. Yeah, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, just up and make a movie. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, maybe we'll crowdfund. You know, we'll find ways to crowdfund this film. And I started doing it, and I was just like, oh man, this is so boring. This is so not me. Um, mm. I yeah. think everyone who starts a crowdfunding thing is just like, ah. Yeah, because it's, work. It. Yeah. Yeah. it's work. Yeah. Yeah. It's work. You got to do it. You got to do it. And I, you know, went through the whole process of it, but I was like, at the end of it, I was just like, ah, I'm going to send an email to people and ask for money, man. Like, and then. Yeah, <laughs> work. Yeah. Like people say, oh, we'll just crowdfund it. And yeah. crowdfunding is an industry on its own. Yeah, because there are people who, <laughs> yeah, because there are people that you engage. Like, if you have a great marketing machine behind it, or if you, like you said, are willing to actually spend all the time to reach out, reach out beyond your your friends and family, because they are not the mm-hmm. ones who are going to fund it. You have to find the next level. It's kind of mm-hmm. like venture capital. Like you have your friends and family around, which has already supported you, but mm-hmm. how do you now get to beyond friends and family? And that's where crowdfunding becomes the the biggest endeavor in terms of you know figuring it out Mm -hmm. i believe i strongly believe in it because it gets already a community of people that you know are behind 
you and supporting you from the get, you know, Mm -hmm. however, I'm not that guy, like right Right. now, at least, you know, um, someone else can do that job and I would gladly take that money and do something good with it. But Mm -hmm. anyways, it was tenuous. And so went through that process, but like never sent out the email because a friend of mine from LA came to town (laughs) and he was like, yo, Will, let's meet up. And we met up at a bar and he just wanted to tell me like he's starting a new production company out in LA and like he's trying to like, you know, get some reach and trying to, you know, look good and he needs some content. And I'm like, well, guess what, buddy? I happened to have written a script last week. (laughs) 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 And I'm looking for people to contribute and he's like uh okay well pitch the story to me and i told him the whole story from a to z you know yeah and i was obviously very fresh in my head i was super passionate about it and like you know gave he saw he saw it he saw it he saw the vision behind it he also believed in the deeper purpose of it yeah you know mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. just like his name is alec alec doxer he's he's just a great he's Basically, he made me like to be honest. To, for mm. for him to to trust what I just said to him over a glass of beer at a bar in Montreal, mm-hmm. and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna drop ten thousand dollars U.S. of my own money to fund this film." He's like, "I just need to be called the executive producer of the film. That's all mm-hmm. he wanted mm-hmm. to return." And I was like, dude, are you serious? Like, let's do it. Let's do it. So combining the 5,000 from the music video guys, his 10,000, and I added maybe another 3,500 just initially. And then Mm -hmm. a lot more just for like distribution and everything like that. Yeah. We were able to now round up some people together, like a crew, a nice little tight crew. And go out and film film this and i have to find the actors you know um the main one is someone i've always wanted to make a film with i must he's a friend of mine he was a friend of mine like you know but he's always had this calm and powerful nature to him you know that mm-hmm. need to speak ever to like be understood mm-hmm. the two other guys one of them i i really like i was i had just written the script like the night before and then I went to the grocery store, the white guy, and I saw him. I was like, holy, that's him. I was like, that's <laughs> him. That is him. How? That, that's him in real life. He had like bright pink hair. Yeah. You know? He had a turtle, white turtleneck with a chain right here, denim jacket and denim pants with some white Air Forces. I already remember it like it was yesterday. Like he was just, yeah. I was like, this guy. What is he doing in the grocery store? You know, like, you don't come and shop like this. You know, like, he came and he was with his girlfriend at the time. I was just like, and I, I was just like looking at him. I looked at him like from the aisle, from the other side of the aisle. And I was like, he would go to the other side. And I was just like, follow. Just like, yeah. <laughs> at some point he noticed me. Stalking like, him in the store. Yeah. I was just like stalking him. I was like, what? Just looking at his mannerisms. And he noticed me at some point. He's like, 
Yo, dude. Look, they looked at me. I was like, I like <laughs> went away. He didn't. I wasn't close to him. I was just like, but that day, I'm usually very confident. But that day, I was just feeling shy. I don't know. I just felt like intimidated, and uh-huh. it was even weird to me. I was like, you know what? Like another day, another day. I'll have the confidence to to talk. And I just went to the cash, and guess who pulls up behind me? With his with his girlfriend at the kid. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, if this is not a sign, yeah, I don't know what is. So I just turned yeah. Hi, you're the guy from my movie. I just wrote it yesterday and I just didn't know how to speak. I was like, and it's you. It's you're the guy. You're you're slim. You're the she was just like, wait, slow down. What are you saying? I'm like, okay, sorry. My name's Will. I'm a film director. I just wrote a movie last night. And you are exactly my character in my film. <laughs> yeah. Are you an actor or a model or something? He's like, nah, man, I just go to school. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, you should consider um, acting because I have a role for you right now. And I would love for you to audition. He's like, okay, man, this is a little weird. Cashier is like, um, excuse me, the line, you're holding up the line. Have to <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, can I just take your number? His girlfriend's like, who's he? And he's like, oh, he's a filmmaker. And he's like, trying. He's like, and and then she's like, ooh, movie. I've been seeing it. And like, she basically made this happen. If she didn't have that reaction, exactly. would have been like, no, like, no. So she's like, ooh, movie star, look at you. Uh-huh. He became really red. He's just like, okay, you know, here's my number here. Um, pay for your stuff and let's get the hell out of here. You know? And I yeah. took his number and I was just like, I, I, I set a, a place for us to meet outdoors for the audition. So he yeah. knows I'm not like trying to trap him and like, you know, sure. but he, he looked really good. He looked the part, you know, and I was just like, I will say that the casting was great. So you did well. Thank like you. everyone was very believable. Yeah. When I think about like a story that's in this narrative of police brutality and, and how mm-hmm. misunderstandings and just, you know, everyone's baggage comes to bear exactly. in, in, a, in a moment like that exactly. captured it in its short exactly. in its short trajectory. So, yeah, kudos. That's how I cast. I want to cast someone who actually lives that world is about yeah. that life, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not casting you to become someone. I'm casting you because I want to film you doing what mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what you would do, anyways. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, these are people who, on their side, had had altercations with the cops too, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and also Slim and Santos, the two guys, the two friends, almost mm-hmm. friends. Are about that rowdy and like careless life, you know, in real life. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. them outside and just was like, oh my God, they're still in character. Actually, they never and they never left it. It's they dumb. never left yeah. it. It's dumb, yeah. you know? And yeah. so that's 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 how I feel like someone should be casted. I never want to cast someone because of their name or because mm-hmm. of their, you know, what they've done. Like I believe every single person in this world can act if given the right role and can like like i don't even want to say act can just be the part you know what i mean right like channel the part yeah channel Mm -hmm. the part you don't have to like i don't want people i don't want my my 
actors to like dig deep unless they're really professional. And I'm like, there's a lot, there's only like a certain amount of actors who like, you know, can really like enter a character and like live it. And like, you know, unless they're, they're, they're like theater level, like, or like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Hollywood, mm-hmm. they're like really up there been doing this for 10, 20 plus years and like 40 years, you know, like I don't want my newbies to like feel like they have to like try yeah, okay. to be, you know? yeah. It's like, nah, nah, if it's not you, it's not you. If it's not sure. you, I'm not casting you. You're not, sure. not the sure. sure, sure, sure. But Makes I, could sense. Tell, I could tell from their, their Instagram what kind of life they were living, like Santos. I was like, mm. even the fact that he wasn't responding to me, like he was being very like dismissive. Yeah, dismissive, didn't really care. I'm like, yo, I'm nonchalant. Very yeah. nonchalant, just did not care at all. Like, you know, mm. I'm like, man, like, I'm trying to get hold of this guy, but like, he's not serious. But like, it's also what I want in him. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So great. You, you so struggled. Get, yeah, so hard to get a hold of these guys. But like, got it. We made got it. it. Yeah, it. we made it happen. Yeah. So then you funded it, you made it, and then you had to figure out how to distribute it. So the music, so the music video portion of it, that did its thing, right? So the the mm-hmm. that was for the artists to distribute and for mm-hmm. them to to do as they were going to do it. And so then how did you now this is your, you know, typically you've been doing more commercial stuff, music video stuff. How did you now take the reins of I mean, you prop you obviously had some mentorship in your past experience with um, Jeremy. Jeremy. Yes. And so, so then what was your next step? How did you get it into? So that was, that was the goal. Like the goal was to have it go on a festival run, you know, mm-hmm. when a film mm-hmm. finishes or when we're, we're done with post-production, you're now looking for either a distributor or yep. you're looking to like, you know, put it in festivals yourself, but that costs a lot of money, you know, you have mm-hmm. to pay like hundred dollars for, for, for submission fees you might mm-hmm. not get in, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. like, but we did, we submitted to like over a hundred and we did that ourselves. Okay. So we went to some distributors and they were just like, listen, your film is a little, it's a little, subject. Let's the do hands off. Hands off for us. It's like, it's just exaggerated. Like we heard all stuff, Wow. Types of stuff. Yeah. People are saying yeah. like the, the 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 actors are just exaggerated. This doesn't feel like real life. Like mm. so crazy, so crazy. So well, crazy. you know, like, that's, hold on. that's, that's okay. the industry. Yeah, yeah. And hold on, hold on, because we ended up funding this from A to Z ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I put on like so much, like five thousand dollars of my money. Um, um, what's his name? Anthony put some money in a lot of money, his parents, like everyone, everyone contributed to this post-production, like um, distribution, you know, and Mm -hmm. applied to all these festivals. We got into like a lot of them, like 60 plus, and we ended up winning at like 10 of them. But like we released the film and like literally a couple months later, George Floyd. Happened, yes. Mm -hmm. George Floyd. Some of them were not even um, ashamed to like come back the same week of George Floyd's death, the same wow. week to be like, wow. I will. 
so about your film, you know, we're, we're really um, looking at it in a new light and thinking it would be great to, 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 to partner with you and take your film and distribute it. We'll distribute it worldwide. We'll, oh my days, like shameless. The wow. While we are all mourning, I'm not even focusing mm-hmm. on my film anymore. I'm not even relating the thing to my film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Morning, I'm just like watching. I've just been haunted by this video. Back mm-hmm. to back to back to back to back. Just like going through so much and like go back to my film. I'm like, oh, see, this is what we've been talking about. And then like mm-hmm. just as I'm thinking all this, these same people who told me no, and they all said no. They all said no. They all just like different reasons. Different reasons. Some we already have too many films, or the mm-hmm. others like ah, it's too much. Ah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Come to find out, the whole world is uprising about the very subject I'm talking about in my film in mm-hmm. Montreal, a city that's not like you know usually even spoken. Um, outspoken about these issues, but they happen, you know? And if you watch Mm -hmm. the end of my film, like there's a little video of like something that happened in Montreal that's almost similar, that happened like months after Mm -hmm. we shot the film actually. And I put it in because I was still editing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like, but that's a little, that's not not even a a, a fraction of the things that happened, you know? And so (laughs) now they're all coming back like, yo, Will, hey, hi, ooh. I just said, nope, nope. Some of them I was like, how dare you, you know? <laughs> come on. Yeah. I'm still in mourning and you're coming, you know, like, come on, like have some self-respect and like, you know, like, res- like respect us too. Come on. I know yeah. we're trying to make money out of this. Sure, you know? yeah. And, uh, they would yeah. make a lot of money out of this. Like distributing a film about this, the way they would mm-hmm. push it and advertise it, they would make so much money. Mm-hmm. Get like 10% off of that. Um, mm. So I said no, and we kept all of that for us. We kept okay. like all yeah. the distribution. We had already done it anyways. I'm like, I don't need you guys anymore. Like, right. Like people would add people, word of mouth, the festival circuit, yeah. it had you yeah. already in the visibility. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so festivals just started like, you know, <laughs> they did the thing just like, okay, this about this, this, but boom, we want them. <laughs> we yeah. want it. We want it. And yeah. it was just like, more and more and more and more all the way to like the biggest one for me was the criterion collection i don't know if you know about it no what is it but it's almost like the hall of fame of film every great filmmaker has one film at least one film on the criterion collection they've basically been been storing films for the past like i don't know how many years but like they, they store and they regenerate like old classic films that are still on cellular film. Mm. Like mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. They, they, they make it HD, they make it 4K, you know, like, and they keep them in like, you know, they keep them frozen so that they don't, ex- they don't. Just, mm-hmm. uh, Properly stored and. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they do that and then they, they have a selection, a collection of films, you know, like Barry Jenkins work would be there or like, Martin Scorsese's work would be there or like, you know, Spielberg or like, you know. All so they're the, like a massive archive. They have a massive archive of just okay. the greats. It's not, you can't put any film out oh, there. Okay. It has to be it's really good. You know, Curated. Okay, got it's it. 
is perfectly curated. And so the first film that like even stood out to me that made it there was Vogue, was Jeremy's. Oh, okay. And it, that was huge for us. That was even huger than the Oscar for us. So we're like, dude, you're on the Criterion Collection. That's insane. That's like, you know, like for your, you know, for <laughs> for someone at the beginning of the career to be on there, it's like, it just sets the mark for the rest of their career. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, okay, you're this type of filmmaker. You're an yeah. You're here for the legacy. You're not here sure. for the jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so for my film to go throughout this circuit and reach there, I was like, dude, this this is insane. We've done it. Yo, <laughs> I was not even expecting that, like, at all. And because it's my first film, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And boom. That was, that was like, so, I mean, I'm over the moon still thinking that like, yo, man's film ended up there. And like, it's like, it's only, it's only, it's only the beginning, you know? Right, 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 right. So for our listeners, where can we find the film? So the film is available everywhere, specifically on my Vimeo page, Will Nyaba. You can find it there. You can also find it on YouTube, on Amaletto. Um, okay. You can find it up on the Criterion Collection if you have a subscription. Okay. Um, you can also, I think those are three avenues that yeah. are pretty, yeah. Pretty widespread. Yeah. And they will be in the show notes. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. So you'll definitely be able to get it in the show notes. Yep. So what's next, Will? Um, what's next? So basically there is the film with Jeremy that I was writing mm-hmm. uh, that we need to make. And like we have some producers working on financing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just in waiting, but it's prepared. We made the script. It's tight. It's beautiful. It's just like another classic just okay. happening to be made. And what's next right now is just the research for my own personal feature film. Okay. And I think uh, I think I might start by making it a short film just so I get more of a sense of, you know, this sure. film, what it could be. Yep. And then I'm going to develop it to be a feature film. Okay. Um, what's next actually just in the immediate is I've just been signed by this production house called Florence actually. Florence. Yeah, I saw that on your IG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. Like what's that about? How did that happen? Um, yeah. Their production house and film agency, they basically do a lot of content work, branded work, commercials, music videos. Mm-hmm. You know, they okay. have clients like Google, Apple, Amazon, like Hulu, like all the big companies. And they've they, they made music videos or like stuff with, with Donald Glover. Um, yeah. You can, you know, like they have, they're on that caliber of like clients, you know, those are okay. the people who come to them looking for stuff to be made and they refer them. Wonderful. To, they basically connect us. They're like, okay, we have this director who'd be perfect for that, you know, and so like, they would refer me to like different clients, you know, for jobs and stuff like that. And that's how I was able to do something for her and Billy Eilish and like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was able to direct this from, from abroad. I I directed like over zoom, you know? Well, yeah. During the pandemic. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we still are, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's Um, impressive. Yeah. So, 
they that was a test like when they gave me those two jobs like her and billy Eilish, and then i guess i passed the test and they're just like yo do you want to join join the fam right are you are you ready i was so ready i was just like (laughs) what (laughs) and so yeah i literally just announced it today to the world and it's just me they're gonna work their asses off to find me some jobs you know okay good Good. So you're on your way. Yeah, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm just trying yeah. to, you know, make some money. That's like that's gonna be a good source of where sustaining income. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You yeah. just like yeah. have fun, discover, play with some toys, and like actually practice for my own personal projects. Mm-hmm. I, mean? mm-hmm. I think that's good how idea. I see it. That's how I see it. I, I just gotta like always bring it back to like what my purpose is because. People sure. get lost in this commercial world too, because there's a lot of yes. money in it. You know? yes. so people yeah. just like start doing that. They're just pitching commercials all year long. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I, I hear that often. Wanna, I never want to get lost in it. I really just want to make like enough so I can like I know I have enough for like the next four months. And then I can like for real, like because in four months I'll have like probably have another job that push me for the next four months again. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know I mean? Mean, and then that's the reality of being a creative and a filmmaker and really being tied to doing work that is your passion, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so if it works for you, it works. Yeah. I got to do it. I got, otherwise mm-hmm. I'm just going to be someone's slave and I'm not trying to be a slave to nobody. I'm really right? trying to like, I'm the only person I'll slave for is me, you know, like I'll mm-hmm. work so hard just so that I can be above what I was yesterday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, so speaking of that, speaking of that, um, it kind of dovetails with my mindset hack um, question. Mm-hmm. So I asked this question of all my guests and it's what is your favorite or an innovative mindset hack? Now, this is one that you can imagine, one that you practice, one that you know of. What is your mindset hack? Um, I think, I think, I don't know yet. However, I'm always just, if you're going to be in competition with someone, Mm. It has to be with you. It has mm. to be with another version of you. You cannot be in competition with someone else. You don't even know that person's walk, like mm. what he's done in life to come to this point. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know the hardships or even the the privilege that people have to get yeah. to their point. So if I'm going to compare myself or compete with something, I'm going to compare myself to my old self. Or compete with my old self, you know, and my old self is like yeah. me from yesterday, even, you know. Sure. So it's like, you know, it, it's yeah. the way I see it, you know, and, and I think that's a healthy way of growing and evolving. Mm-hmm. And if I'm comparing myself, it's not to the it's not to devalue or like bring myself down. It's literally just to see how much have you achieved in this amount of time. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. or how much have you done? And when I say achieve, it's not like it doesn't have to be a huge achievement. It's just literally what have you done that is different from three years ago, you know, right? Or from last right. year, you know, right? So that you can keep the books. You have to, like, like I said, we're moving, we move. Mm-hmm. So if we move and then you realize you're still at the church station, then just. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, so you're, you're standing yeah. still, huh? So, yeah, so yeah, so if you're one. gonna compete, if you're gonna yeah. compete with something or someone, 
be with yourself. Want to be yourself. Yeah. Good yeah. one. Good one. Good yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. So I know time is going. Your your nephews are, are looking for you. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you. I always ask to kind of get a better sense of the person behind the person, and I ask kind of what are you listening to, or or reading or watching these days that gives you joy. Mm, that's such a good. Let me go on my Spotify. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Good. <laughs> okay. Last thing is reggae. Classic. Reggae. Yeah, classic, classic reggae okay. classics. Let me give you some artists that yeah. um, are on there. I think it just keeps me calm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I'm, I mean, it's just a vibe, you know? It's just like the soundtrack to my life, just coasting, breezy, you know? Because when I get inside the world of, like, inside my world, it might as well put, like, heavy metal <laughs> like, like inside my work well you might as well put some heavy metal because it's going fast and it's like it's and it's blaring yeah, yeah i get it weird so like i guess the reggae like keeps me calm but i've lately been into i'm a piano <laughs> this genre of music it's Ooh. like south african um almost like South African Afro housey, but like, okay, it's like the. It's not Quito. No, it's not Quito. It's the next thing. Oh, okay, it's so the next new thing. Okay, yeah, next new thing, and it's like it's taking over the whole Africa. Like right now, I don't know if you've seen the dancers, but you know, like they just like. Um, there's some. Okay, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to have like, a link to that. So what? So what is <laughs> what is it called? It's called what's the? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a piano. I'm a piano. I'm a, I'm a like piano. Ama. Yeah. Yeah. Piano. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there's like, you know, I'm not going to give you, I don't even know any of their names, but like, if but you, it's I'm just that, that general. That okay. Whole vibe is just like a mood, is a mood. Cool. <laughs> and then lastly, um, there's this artist called Dave. Um, Dave from the UK. <laughs> From the UK, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we know Dave. You know, we Dave. like he Dave. Just, he just released an album uh, two days ago. Um, oh, okay. So that's been on repeat. Yeah. Those are good. Those are some good, and it's it's nice because it's diverse. You got the cool, the cool yeah. vibes with the reggae. You got the little bit more up tempo with the ama piano, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you got the like a little bit more the UK hardcore. drill. You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. So um, again, folks, that's gonna be on the show notes. So yeah. again, we're gonna have a good one. I love speaking with creatives because I can really, you know, mm-hmm. totally relate to mm-hmm. what. Mm-hmm. Not that I can't relate to others, but I can totally relate no, to. Putting it all together. So, huh, thank you. And so, as we get as we close out for today, do you have any last words for our listeners? Okay. Well, maybe I'll give you a movie reference. Oh, okay. It kind of like. sums it up as a filmmaker. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Because I feel like if I'm giving you things that I've been consuming as yeah. a filmmaker, I should give you a movie. Maybe there is a film called Memories of a Murder. Uh, mm. mm-hmm. That is, it's a Korean film, and it's mm. just, it's just really, it really spoke to me. Just in terms of like the kinds of films that I'm trying to make, you know, mm. um, mm-hmm. in Africa though, you know, I'm trying to make a version of that, like something like that here, something mm-hmm. like, you know, a deeper meaning. Any film from that 
director actually, Bing Jong Ho. He had, mm. he's the one who made Parasite. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's a really great film director. Uh, another great film director that I like is Wong Wong Kar Wai. Wong Kar Wai. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wong Kar Wai. He has a film called In the Mood for Love. That is just. Oh, I heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I love the Safdie brothers. They're these two Jewish brothers who make like crazy film. They made Uncut Gems. That was mm-hmm. a really cool mm-hmm. film and good time. Um, those are my like visual references at the moment. Mm, um, okay. I mean, it changes as we go. Like I'm very inspired by Barry Jenkins and, and Jordan Peele, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I love yeah. them. I just like, those two are just like, you know, if I could combine myself with those guys in the Korean films that I'm making, and then just like my Ghanaian and, and my Korean spice and like whoever I am, it's one right. that would make like the films that I really want to see. Sure, like, sure, sure. Do you have any Afrofuturism in you? Um, yes. Like I am the embodiment. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's true. That's true. Like I was looking at your other work and I, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, that's true. I, am, I wouldn't I'm say so Zoo. I mean, that. so yes, that's true. No, no, no. Zoo, Zoo is literally like something else. But um, everything that I'm doing here, yeah. um, there's a film called Emotion Time Machine slash Cycles that I just released um, on my Vimeo. You can see it. I saw I, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think that has a lot to do with this world, you know, this world. Mm-hmm. Of the last music video I just released too. It doesn't have, it does because we don't need technology necessarily to enter that Afrofuturistic vibe, you know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a spiritual, it's a spiritual thing. And it's just yeah. like the next. So yeah, sure. this music video too is about this guy who's just like tired of living his hard life trying to like just dance you know and he, yeah yeah that was cute yeah, yeah exactly so like <laughs> yeah 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 so sure. i will say folks just check out his work it's really inspiring it's very <laughs> visually stimulating because you know i like that and it's a, a lot of movement it's just you're a treasure let's just put oh, it that way thank and you, you're thank a young you, treasure you, so we're you. expecting to see a lot more from you Hey, thank you thank you so much for what you're doing for the culture for us um, for artists for everyone and uh, i love this show i love speaking to you this was really fun yes 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 i had a great time too so how long are you in ghana i'm here maybe for the next month oh, okay then i think i'll miss you because i'm back in september okay okay but well, in any case we will keep in touch yes for sure for sure and thank you for this i appreciate you yes wonderful all right folks this has been another episode of global citizens you can catch us with a new episode each and every tuesday on www.globalcitizenspod.com and wherever you get your podcast please give us a rating those of you on apple Podcasts or itunes if you rate us people can find us that's great share subscribe we love to hear from you And until next time, bye for now.